Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. The Three Musketeers. Well, no one's ever called us that. We're we're all back. I'm illegal eighty six. We're a full candy bar. I was bar. on vacation. We're a full candy bar. Not not one not any of that fun size stuff. Not that stuff you get on Halloween. This is the real deal. All right, we're back. I'm back from vacation. I survived. More updates on that later. Uh, but I'm mostly just happy to be back uh, with my good friends tactic and nerd bomber thank you guys so much for holding down the fort last week yeah it was held down pretty good uh we used some anchors a couple staples a little bit of duct tape i listened so i i as i mentioned on the show recently i'm listening to the show on a regular basis now but because i was on vacation my regular podcast listening schedule was a little messed up so i didn't listen to the full episode but i listened to the first 10 minutes or so just to kind of make sure you guys you guys had a good grip on things not that i had any doubt but you thought we were going to drop the ball. No, I, I listened to the first 10 minutes and I said, you know what? They, they're consummate professionals. So I can go ahead and, and, and go about my, my life. But with that said, I have a couple things I want to mention. Excerpts from the first 10 minutes. Really two things I want to mention. And, and I'll, I'll be testing your memories here. First of all, I believe right out of the gate, it was referred to as the heavy necking episode. Do you do you any do either of you want to address that at all? I didn't listen to the rest, so I don't know if that if that happened. That did not occur, but we called it that because that's what you had stated was going to happen on the previous episode. I don't think I used the phrase "heavy necking." I, yeah, I, I don't necking. remember you saying that. To be honest, I didn't. Heavy necking is an is next level. Maybe it was like, like medium weight necking is what you called it. I don't know what that would lightweight. I don't know what necking. that would sound like. And also, like, can we just talk about the term necking for a second? Yeah, it's when you slap your necks is, together. Yeah, like, what is that? You know, we're asking the, the tough questions. Which brings me to my second point, which is, again, I think right away, Nerd Bomber, or I think both of you kind of made the claim that, like, I keep the show reined in. And, like, when I'm not around, you guys can just free ball and, like, delve into fun tangents. And I want to I publicly take issue with that characterization. I want to, in other words, I want to be the fun person who, I don't want to be the, the hall monitor around here. Is that is that what I am to you? I guess I'll just. Uh, I mean, just no, but you keep us, You keep the train moving. Chugga chugga. Chugga chugga. I do like wearing a conductor's hat. So that's a fun fact about me. So I accept, considering that new analogy, I accept. I accept the terms, but I want to make it clear that I'm super open to conversations of a tangential nature, much like discussion of why the term necking even exists. Like, is that the situation in which you give somebody a hickey? Or is it literally slapping each other's necks? Slapping necks. Trust me, I'm a professional. I mean, you are a heavy necker, as, as they say. I've heard people say that about you. Uh, they say, that guy, Tactic, he's a heavy necker. Yeah, that's what I'm known for around these We're parts. not... Well, this is not the heavy necking episode. This is... Guys, this is the video game episode. Now, I believe last week you did, uh, you, made a, you made a sandwich, I know that. I remember the, the video games were the bread last week. I don't remember what the meat was. Hocus Pocus. Mm, it was good. Hocus Pocus. A delicious sandwich by any stretch of the imagination. This week, it's just a, this is a no sandwich situation. This is just a full just video a game slab meal. of meat. We're going to be talking about also some pretty high octane properties here. We're going to be talking about Lord of the Rings video game. The Gollum video game. We're going to be talking about a newly announced Terminator open world video game. And we're going to be talking about Skull and Bones, which is Ubisoft and or Ubisoft's. I think it's Ubisoft. I'm going to say Ubisoft. Ubi, Ubi. Ubisoft. Is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I can never do this. And I, we've done this about 100 times in the podcast. I still don't know. I couldn't tell you, to be honest. You pick this topic 
and you sit there waiting for me to have to say it. Is that what happens? Pretty much. And then I screw it up and you're laughing silently to yourself over there. I'm going with Ubisoft because Ubisoft sounds like, well, you can separate it into separate words and I don't like the implication. So I'm going to say Ubisoft. It's their new pirate RPG. Guys, you've heard about it. Uh, It's coming soon. It's a big deal. And in fact, it's a big enough deal that I think we should start with that one. So we got a new gameplay trailer for the... Was it a gameplay trailer? I believe it was a gameplay trailer for this. A gameplay overview, so to speak. And this was... I mean, this was a beefy boy. This was, I want to say, seven and a half minutes. So this kind of talked you through your starting point in the game, uh, where you can go, what you can do. Focused a lot on kind of the ship customization, uh, the importance of crafting. There was a lot of ins and outs. I want to go on record... And just which, uh, just my broad strokes opinion on this. Because I feel like that's not what I often do with these videos. I think this is great. I want to start by saying that. I think this is great. It's a great RPG kind of setting. It feels a little generic. That's my... I think it could, it could still be and will likely be very good. But I don't think I could point to any one particular moment in this trailer and, and think... And where I thought to myself, this is extremely inventive and this is pushing the genre my my problem with it it felt really underwhelming so there was also they released a cinematic trailer before the gameplay trailer i don't know if you caught it but the cinematic trailer i was like wow and like always you know the cinematic trailer graphics are so much better than what you get in game but like it was very very impressive and then they show the gameplay and it looked underwhelming not the best yeah yeah i don't think graphics are the are their main focus here i i will say that like i'm and believe me i'm going to complain about graphics later let me just say that this is not the game i want to complain about the graphics for because i just i don't think i i think this is similar to there's another game we talked about recently where i feel i felt like it came through that like graphics are not the focus i think it was um starfield because starfield has this huge expanse this huge scope you can tell at a certain point they said okay graphics are going to take a back seat i think this is a similar situation so where i think they said focus on gameplay graphics aren't important to us that's what i would hope they thought because i agree they were underwhelming so i just want to agree with nerd bomber and the trailer was absolutely fantastic but the critical thing that i took away from this game is that the combat needs to pull through it absolutely needs to or else to me it's just going to look like sea of thieves or even actually i'll take that one step further because it was sort of the a secondary mechanism in the game assassin's creed odyssey when you're floating around on your ship you have these kind of janky ship battles and then you well, can board the ship right. and do do the real combat that you enjoy i really think like and yes the weapons were cooler but i really think it's going to compare to that and, and unless they really take it to the next level it is going to be underwhelming. So I am hoping that they... I don't think, not to cut you off, but I think this is where you're going too, Illegal. I don't think there is hand-to-hand combat. Well, they showed that you can board ships and get the booty for like higher loot they, they had explicitly said that well right but i but don't that looks think... like a cinematic ending to uh to something it, it didn't it didn't look like you were doing it it looked like okay and you i got think close that's up to the ship kind of and you an had important firepower differentiator it i mean if it's exclusively ship battles it's just kind of meh but if you can like board it and like hone combat skills and get additional weapons besides just aesthetic on your character i i'm just kind of underwhelmed with this one 
I, I don't I honestly do not think there is any hand to hand combat. I think the extent of hand to hand combat is that short little clip they showed of you with a spear hunting sharks in the water. But even if you looked at like right. one of the things that they were like, oh, you can like f- discover islands or find secret treasure and mine them for resources. But if you noticed the clip that they showed of that, you didn't you even were get on, on the, the ship, ship like punching trees in the distance. Yeah. Right. It was almost like. And now everybody has played Mass Effect, at least to some degree, but it almost felt like in Mass Effect, you know, when you're like mining for minerals on different planets and you never actually, well, I guess in Mass Effect 1, you land on planets, but in some of the ones that you don't land on, you literally just like scan it and suddenly you have resources at your disposal. And it's just like, that's kind of what it felt like. And for a game that's been in development this long, that's promising like pirate life simulator. No, this seems like pirate ship simulator. I don't. Right. I don't get it. Right. And that's why I say I think it's going to live and die by the, the combat. If it's exclusively ship fighting, well, there's free games that have that that I don't have to pay for and I could just kind of enjoy that. Yes. So you're, you're getting to there, there were elements of this. So and I don't want to like go all, go all in on bashing this because I, I do think there are parts where they look really good. I just when they're talking about all the ship combat and stuff, I couldn't help but think there are like mobile games that you could do this with that you probably already out, you know, like they, there are certain things about it. Like the things that excited me the most were things that you kind of just peel off the genre pretty effortlessly. Like the finding the treasure, for example, that's probably the first thing they thought of when they were saying, let's make a pirate RPG. It still might be the most fun because otherwise you're kind of going around on this derpy ship and like, you know, hitting trees and watching all the leaves fall off. Some of those animations were pretty hilarious. The ships exploding were pretty good. I just, and, and to kind of piggyback on your point, Tactic, which I think is a good one. Like when I, th- when I think of one of society's, probably the biggest cultural touch point we have for pirates, which is Pirates of the Caribbean. Say whatever you want about where the franchise has gone. I haven't seen the last like three movies, but you know, the first and second and third, even, you know, like they're all really good. And when I think about those, and when I think about the most memorable and exciting parts, do you know what I don't think of? The ship. Is the ship combat. Like I just like I think of ships move life. slow. They're bo- they're kind of boring, and they're not easy right. to control. Like you can't have quick reaction time because you have to slowly turn your ship starboard, whatever that means. I don't I don't know which right. one is starboard or what starboard is, is starboard is right. I okay. just my my vacation locale was on a boat involved boats. You actually were at sea. He was learning how to be a pirate. He actually was doing research for this episode. He was like, I have an inkling that this game is going to get a trailer, so I need to go on vacation and learn how to be a pirate. Guys, we commit fully to to the art form of podcasting. That's what I want you to take away. Now, aside from the combat, there was a moment of customization that I think was really subtle that I want to know if you guys caught. There was a quick scene where you're looking down the, the ship deck and you see... Right to your right, a lemur. Do I we, did notice that. Do we of get pets, guys? That. Like, cause that that that's a little you better bit of get a pro. Pets. If you can get a pet, or, like, there's got to be at least a parrot, and then if it's like extends beyond that to lemurs, holy wow, that's a plus in my book. That's something that we haven't really seen in this genre. You know what? And I feel like I'm circling back. My brain is mush. It's fine. You mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean, and one of the best games that 
pulled off like pirate life and like good pirate combat, good pirate exploration, handling of a ship, exploring different like islands for treasure and stuff like that. And you're going to laugh at me. Kingdom Hearts I think I know 3. what you're going to say. I was uh, I knew you were going to say Kingdom Hearts because I know Jack Sparrow was in it. It did a really good job. I spent so much time and like the Pirates of the Caribbean world wasn't even that big or expansive, but I spent so much time in that world because it was fun to drive your ship around. There were ship to ship battles, but you also got to like board other ships at certain points for like key cinematic fight moments and you got to do like hand-to-hand combat and granted it wasn't like pirate combat but you had a keyblade so it was like kind of like having a sword you got to like dock on different islands you had a map that was like full of places to discover so you got to dock on different islands and look for treasure and it was just really well done and i would have almost liked and i know this was impossible but like i would have liked it to be a bigger part of the game because i had so much fun with that and maybe there are people out there who are going to think that i'm crazy and that it wasn't that well done but i love that i want a game basically someone needs to like talk to square enix and be like let's take that pirates of the caribbean like small part of kingdom hearts 3 and expand it into a pirate game that'll rock everybody's world because this just isn't doing it for me this should be a genre because again there's there's a lot You can take the kind of formulaic pieces of an RPG and lay it over the pirate genre genre very easily. And there's a lot of things that lend about the pirate genre that kind of lend itself to an RPG format. The fact that we haven't really had because like Sea of Thieves, like I think it had its heyday, but it wasn't like a huge deal. Well, it is, but it's it's more of an online multiplayer experience. It's not like an RPG. Like it, it, there's RPG elements, but like. I think we both want an expansive pirate story, and why is that so hard to deliver in a video game? It should not be. Because all the booty in it. Well, Tactic mentioned, you mentioned Assassin's... Was it Assassin's Creed? Which one was it? Black Flag. Black Flag. But it was also... There was also ship combat in Odyssey, and it was used on a couple different installments. Well, I think that's why it's disappointing, though, because we know they have the the background where they could pull off a good pirate game and this just ain't it right i think i mean i think we want something that's not this it's, yeah. it sounds like we're all agreeing on that like i feel like i'm being critical of this game that i've never played but like this is just not what i wanted well, it looks like they put all of their dev hours into the trailer the cinematic trailer but like what the heck can Give we though that. can we take a second that cinematic trailer like that was one of the best character models that i have seen in a video game cinematic trailer in a while you should go back and watch Full it if you didn't see that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched that one. I watched the gameplay trailer, which again had a lot of material. It sounds like the cinematic trailer was the one I should have watched and maybe the one that would have made me more excited, more excited for it. Well, no, because like the, I watched the gameplay it. trailer did. I was very like I was super excited by the cinematic trailer, immediately watched the gameplay trailer after and I was like, Oh, well, okay. It's a little like I I don't know if it is like the character models or just the the general vibe was like like a little Fortnite-y, like a little like vaguely cartoon adjacent. And then like, again, going back to like the animations of like, oh, you're taking coconut off a tree. Look at that. All the leaves fell off. It's like, come on. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that's what people want. I don't, I think when people, people want a pirate life simulator. I think that was the phrase you used, Nerd Bomber. And yeah, I want that. You know, I almost wonder if part of the issue, I mean, it's tough because I think everyone, when they, when they play a pirate RPG, they probably want to be a captain, right? 
I don't know if you should start as a captain. You right definitely should. I think that's ha- like that's half of the fun. You you start as someone who's like just some scalawag, you know. Well, I and then you gotta like work your way up the ranks. Honestly, by doing missions and they you know. should have worked with Rockstar Games. I think to to do this. I think it sounds crazy what I'm saying, but but picture like sort of the same formula that's done in the Grand Theft Auto franchise. Well, Red with Dead this. too. Yeah, I think Red Dead would be another good example of like. That's an old west story where you not you are not like I mean you're kind of like a outlaw but at the beginning you're not a big deal outlaw you're kind of just a guy you know It sounds like that's what they're trying to do though they said they have like a reputation system and like the more they do. tasks you take on And you on, do quests and st- right but you like, do these what what did they call them they weren't quests they call them um and not missions bounties? weird man the word was very specific contracts? I remember thinking that's an interesting contracts that's what it was which I feel like Contracts are kind of a weird word to use in the context of pirates. They're not they're not signing anything. You know, <laughs> like bounties would be good. I think anything would be good better than contracts, but yeah. It would almost be like and did you play Fallout? I can't remember if you've ever played Fallout Illegal. I know nah, Tactic too, R- too much RPG. Too much RPG for me. Well, like the nice but. thing about Fallout and what you could do in a pirate RPG, like Fallout, you got to choose like what factions you decided with and who you decided to ally with changed the trajectory of your game and the experience that you had and like how other characters in the game then viewed you and like literally just slap a pirate motif on it and put some ships in it. Let's just do it. You should be able to, here's an idea. You should be able to become a privateer. You guys know about the privateers? They're the ones who are like sanctioned by the government to be pirates, right? Exactly. So you can easily set up like a, I don't want to call it a risk reward system, but like, Okay, what kind of player are you? Are you a safe player who you want to pay, play as a privateer, still have fun, still, you know, make some booty or whatever, but maybe not as Boot. much booty as you could make if you were like, you know, Blackbeard. You know, like it's, it, I think that would be a cool dynamic right there that they're just not really tapping into with this. The one thing I did just think of that I will say is a great concept is the idea that your crew can mutiny against you, which this game did mention. They mentioned that explicitly almost almost right away. I think that's a great idea. But also, the the conditions under which they mutiny is like, if you don't keep them well-fed... You don't feed them. And like... If they're like Tam- yeah, I'm not they're trying Tamagotchi to play Sims. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, right. I was thinking, as soon as they said that, like, I thought it was cool that your crew could mutiny, and I was like, oh... Like, my first thought was, you know, if you choose bad Mass contracts effects. or, yeah, you do, like, bad things, then they're going to, you know, throw you overboard. Well, but, but here's but, the thing. You're a, a feared pirate. You should also be able to, like, maybe treat them like crap if they fear you. Right. So that's what I thought right. they were going to do. But then, like, if it just turns into me playing The Sims where I end up accidentally killing everybody <laughs> because I don't feed them or yeah. have them go potty, like, I don't know. That doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> if they don't get their juice box and graham crackers they all mutiny against you yeah it felt tamagotchi sims whatever whatever analogy you want to use that did feel a little underwhelming but i, I like the core idea of it certainly i don't know we're we're slamming on this we should probably stop i don't think it's nearly as bad as we're making it seem let me just put it that we way. need more gameplay footage ultimately but i i don't know if i do though like i need more gameplay footage of like boots on the ground sort of hand-to-hand combat that complements the ship play otherwise this game just isn't for me yeah, ultimately, my rating would be cautious optimism. Very, very cautious optimism. Mine is basically pessimism. Bleak. Like, I am not going to buy this game unless I hear it's like the best thing ever afterwards. Definite pessimism for me as well. This comes out November 8th, 2022. So they're targeting the holiday release cycle. It's going to need a push 
it's going to need to push. Because I'm, I'm also, granted, I'm not sure what public opinion of this was, but I don't know. I we're we're three pretty normal gamers, and none of us seem to like it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's I like the, the lemur part. aspect. If that's a real thing, what did you all think? of the skull and bones gameplay trailer let us know at ow 86 is my handle at ow nerd bomber at ow tactic and our main show account at online warriors one why can't they get pirate games right that's a, that's a broader question but also what did you think of the skull and bones gameplay trailer do you think we're way off in our criticism do you think we're dead on do you think we're somewhere in between and if you could have a pirate pet uh, what would you have would you go for the classic parrot would you go for the lemur would you go for something super weird like just a fish in a fishbowl. Wouldn't that be interesting? I think I'd do a cat. Like a real scruffy looking cat. Yeah, cat cat would be good. Dog would be a classic. I want to go off the wall. I want like an iguana or something, you know? Actually, an iguana would be dope. Let us know what you think. <laughs> For now, I'm going to rant about Gollum. Okay. This is this is coming from a person who is not, it's not a joke. It's not an exaggeration. I spent pretty much all day today listening to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack while I was at work. The score, I should say. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan to the extent that I'm considering Lord of the Rings-themed groomsman gifts for my wedding. Okay. That's just, that's my, that's my level of... You can't give them rings because uh, there's only one ring to rule them all. I'm not going to give them rings, but I'm, I, I'm just trying to make it clear what my level of involvement and my level of investment in this franchise is. Okay. And I think... I think the kind of premise for this game where you're Gollum and you're chasing the ring and you're playing as one of the most, admittedly one of the most interesting characters in the franchise, but also potentially one of the most maligned characters in the franchise. It's an interesting premise right off the bat. He's a creepy character. He's a conniving character. He has a lot of skills, no doubt. This needs to be so much better than it is. And I have one word what am that I about jumped out of me when I watched this trailer. Was it bored? Was it low triangle count? It was oh, I, I was gonna say low triangle. I was count. gonna say low triangle count. Well, the low triangle count was confusing because sometimes they would like show a close up of his hand and it was like oh, nicely really? textured. With hands. Yes. Yeah, and then it would like back out and it was like this looks like something from the get Xbox 360 hung up era. On graphics like you guys, but this looked like it was something out of like the early 2000s. I know I'm the cranky graphics guy. This is this is my role now on the podcast, but. This time is different, and let me tell you why. These Lord of the Rings movies, okay, they were a, they were a phenomenon when they came out. Do you know what one of the most important characters in Lord of the Rings is? The scenery. Middle Earth. Like, people travel to New Zealand now on like a pretty regular basis just because it was where the Lord of the Rings movies were filmed. These beautiful expanses, these, these beautiful sets and set pieces involving those sets and those, you know, natural settings, like, they are a huge deal. You have to make those look good. I'm sorry, you have to do better than this. Like, I, I I, like to think, or I would like to think, that again, similar to Skull and Bones, like we just talked about, they're trying to put gameplay front and center, but when your IP is Lord of the Rings, that's not good enough. Like, when it's some, when it's just a generic pirate story, or when it's almost anything else, like, yeah, do what you want. But like, you know, they have a rare opportunity here with this game, where I think Lord of the Rings falls into a kind of unique out of circumstances where i don't it's not like the avengers game when, when when the avengers game came out i said oh that doesn't look like captain america so i hate this you know like i don't care what gandalf looks like i don't care what Gollum looks like i don't care what the characters look like because i've read the books i've imagined them different ways i care very much about high triangle counts like i'm sorry i just like i i think you need to do better than this if you're taking this ip and wanting to make good use of it that's my rant 
and I've been waiting for a while to, I've been waiting to say it basically since I watched this trailer and gosh, it just makes me sweaty. I don't know. Did you ever play on the PlayStation 2, The Hobbit? Great game. Amazing game. I got those vibes, but I wish I didn't. Like, I don't get me wrong. I loved The Hobbit. It's yeah. just like, what? We're Came in 20 years ago. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. I, th- that game was great, too. That's a good shout out. That game's amazing. And you don't like, I remember when I got that game, I was like, this probably isn't going to be that good. It's really, really good. I think I remember I got it. So my parents, because I was young at the time, and we traveled somewhere and it was not like on a vacation and we were in a car ride for a while. And I think we had to stop at like a Walmart or maybe like a Meyer or something like that to get food wherever we Thanks. were going. Shout out to Meyer. Yeah. And they had like, you know, the $5 video game bin that like big stores yeah. used to have back then. Well, I know it well. The Hobbit was in the $5 bin. So they were like, you can get a video game because you didn't complain all the way here. And so I got The Hobbit and I was like, well, it's only $5. It can't be good. And it was great. That game, like for what it's worth, the story of The Hobbit, I don't even like that much, especially relative to Lord of the Rings. It was that a great game platformer. It good. Like, yeah, you had to solve kind of like puzzles and stuff. It was it was good. And it's a way under the radar game. Like, I, I, I do feel like we're spreading the good word right now. People probably don't know about it. So go check it out. If you if it's, like, anywhere available, backwards compatible, I don't even know if they do that anymore on, like, the PS4 or anything. But it might be worth looking because that game, pretty good. Now, Tactic, you said you were bored. Do you want to... Yeah, I don't so just have us sitting here complaining the about The entirety graphics, of so that game unpack that. thus far, from what we've seen, is a very stealth-based game. You're You're being tricky. You're dropping boulders on things. You're... You're moving real slow. And that's fine in droves. Like, I cannot do a full hour after hour game of this. There has to be more. And we've seen a number of trailers now of this game. And I'm just yet to be excited about it. That's that's the main thing for me that I'm struggling with. Yes, yeah. I can put the leave your leave your triangles at home i don't care i just want an exciting game and no, i just i'm gonna I, bring my triangles i can't get excited for this that's what i'm struggling with i would like the triangles to be here but i i, I do agree like one thing you are never going to see out of this character which again is it, i think it's kind of what makes this so interesting as a premise but it also probably makes it pretty challenging to pull off and difficult to get right it should be a part of another game it shouldn't be a standalone yes it, I, I would liken it to because you know gom's never going to fight He's never going to hold a sword. That's not, that's not who the character is. It's not that he shouldn't be doing that, right? It should be like the Mary Jane portions of Spider-Man. Because those were great change of pace missions, right? But they came every so often and you were you were glad to get them when they came. But you didn't, you couldn't play that entire, the Mary Jane game, like you couldn't play that for more than, like you said, 20 minutes to a half an hour. So I think that's a really good point. That's what it should be. And... I'm very concerned about this game. Like I, 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 I'm very concerned about this. And this is different, again, than Skull and Bones for me. Skull and Bones, I don't care. This one, I care. Because I, I feel like Lord of the Rings has been doing pretty well in the video game sphere lately. Like, Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor were pretty highly regarded. I never played I them. I forgot about to. those. It did. And I think there's also at least one, like, RTS Lord of the Rings game that's pretty well regarded. I want that to continue. And also, while we're mentioning old Lord of the Rings games that were amazing, the Return of the King movie tie-in game, probably the best movie tie-in game I've ever played. Definitely the best movie tie-in game I've ever played. It's incredible. You can and have to do better than this. That's my initial gut reaction. And 
It sounds like we all <laughs> we all agree. Welcome to the Online Warriors podcast, where we shit on every single video game we. <laughs> yeah, we're just like we showed up. We sh- we 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 chose violence today. Is that, is that a fair? I don't I don't want to say that about us. We don't choose violence. We just I don't know. These games make us grumpy. Violence chose hit us. us. On, hit, hit us up on Twitter. This game comes out September first, twenty twenty two. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, PC. I mean, PlayStation 5, you know, I mean, again, it's like, come on. it's It has to look better than this. just want to say that one more time, one more time. So be on the lookout for that. Watch the trailer. Let us know if you agree again with our... I, I wouldn't even call that a spicy take. I think that's, I think that's a very... I think that's a very correct take. A mild take. On, on, on this. But we'll see what people, what people have to say to us and what the people think. For now, we are going to take a break to shout out a sponsor. And we'll get back to the episode. But before we do that... I would be remiss. You know, last week I was on vacation and Monday night, like 10, 11 o'clock, I woke up in a cold sweat and I was like, this is the first Monday in a long time. First week in a long time. I did not get to say Stephen Keller's name. Stephen is a knight. He is noble. He is valiant. He is a Patreon producer. And as a result, he gets this shout out in which I tell him how much I miss saying his name. The Patreon producer role that Stephen has comes as a result of his night level subscribership on our Patreon. As a result, he gets his producer shout out. He gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. He, of course, gets input into the weekly game segment and the occasional guest spot on the show. There's also a squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And the page level gets you access to the monthly secret segment. This month's secret segment is going to be our Stranger Things spoiler cast. You're not going to want to miss out on that if you've been watching the show. we got a lot of takes. I, I Actually, we haven't talked about it, but I guarantee you we have a lot of takes. Uh, so you're going to want to get a hold of that. Head over to patreon.com slash onlinewarriorspodcast for any of the details on all of our levels of support. Head, say hi to Steven, say hi to us, and uh, consider becoming a knight like him. Thank you to Steven, and thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. For now, we will take a short break and come back to talk about Terminator. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because we heard them advertise on other shows, and quite frankly, I wanted to see what all the hype was about, and let me tell you, the hype was real. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's quick and easy for me to toss back in the morning as I'm getting ready for work. One scoop into a glass of water helps me wake up even on tired mornings, and I know my gut and immune system will be prepped for the day. And I know what you're thinking. Green drink. But Athletic Green's green drink actually tastes really good. The best part is that I get all my supplements in for way cheaper than taking individual supplements themselves. It costs less than three bucks a day, so you're investing in your health for cheaper than a cup of coffee. It's also a trusted product. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and comes recommended by professional athletes and leading health experts alike. And for every purchase, you're helping to feed kids. Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is Athletic 
athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks to Athletic Greens for helping to sponsor the show. And now we'll get back to the episode. All right, Terminator, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger franchise. Is it fair to call it that at this point? James Cameron directed it, but like, I don't even know what, I don't think he's directing them anymore. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator are synonymous. You can't, you can't think of one without the other. Right. So the news here is there is going to be a Terminator survival game, open world, set between the events of the Skynet nuclear strike and the formation of John Connor's resistance. For those of you who've seen at least one of the movies, you know what I'm talking about. This needs to have Arnold Schwarzenegger sign off and his likeness in it to have any chance. Is that, is that like, I'm just, that's a spicy take. But I disagree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. What this, what this needs to Put have. Put your whole heart into it. What this needs to, because this, this is a fantastic idea, first and foremost. This needs to be a Left for Dead style video game. In similar fashion of Left for Dead, you have the various classes of zombies, i.e. robots, that you're going to be combating against with various weapons, and they have various strength. So they're going to all have different strategies, and you're going to build your team. This is, like, ripe for the picking for that style of game. And honestly, the robots that you could be fighting are just so vast throughout that franchise. There are the hunter killers, which are the drone style that come in many different sizes, and they are just a beast to fight, but they're super weak and easy to take down. So there's that kind. There's the standard T-800s that everyone's gotten familiar with. There's also, there's like these water ones, they're like eels. There's the motorbike ones that are just like zooming around. It's just so incredibly vast. And the amount of combat styles and skill trees that they can like leverage to really have just a really smooth, crisp game is phenomenal. And, I, and I'm frankly surprised that this hasn't been done sooner. Left for Dead was not open world. Otherwise, I agree with everything that you said. Also, the theme song is amazing. Yeah, the trailer just Bad. had everything in it. Right. I think I think they have a chance at nailing this down. Again, I just... I, I it think had, It had nothing in it, by the way, folks. It, yeah, it was 30 seconds long. As a... At least as an Easter egg, I think you gotta have Arnold. He's been in... Is, hasn't he been in literally every single movie? Even... Because now he's like... Was he in the last one? Dude's like 70. I'm pretty sure he was... The last one was Genesis, right? I think yeah. he was in Genesis. He's in all of them. I'm going to tell you, They're though, just de-aging him. a dirty little secret, and you can't take my nerd card away. My only interaction with the Terminator franchise, period, is an old Sega Genesis game. It came with like a light gun. You used it with your CRT, and you had the T2 Sega game, and you just like shot the Terminator robot dudes that popped up on the screen. That's literally, I've never seen a movie, never seen anything to do with Terminator outside of that game. The movies are good. I think the only one I've seen all the way through is Terminator Salvation, which is probably best known as being the movie where Christian Bale flipped out on everybody. Remember that? He like made a big to-do on the set and like called a bunch of people idiots and stuff. And it was like, it like made the news. It was an okay movie. Sam Worthington was in it. That's really all I remember. It was like, I feel like it was very average as movies go. But I was like at a time in my life where I liked action movies a lot. So it got a little more credit than it deserved. And I was like, yeah, this is good. Terminator 2 is obviously a classic. I think I think all the Terminators are classics. I think this is a great idea. It's a match made in heaven. It just needs to be executed properly. I think, look, let's, let's, let's find some silver lining in the gray cloud that is this episode. 
for a second. This one I think is worth getting excited for, and 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 it's worth getting excited for. Maybe definitely. the only reason is because we don't have as much information as we do the others. Right <laughs> was, now, it's that's really what I was getting at. It's, it's hope, sunshine, yeah. rainbows, and endless possibility. The graphics are going to be photorealistic, amazing. You, you could not even believe how many triangles this thing's going to have. Just insane amount. We're going to go into Pentagon territory. Yeah, we're skipping squares straight to pentagons. And I just, you know, I think it's a great IP. I think it's a great video game. I, I, I think it is very similar to the whole pirate thing of like, why isn't this done more or like more often at least? It seems like it should be fairly easy to pull off. The one thing I could think of you'd have to worry about is like these robots all being like bullet sponges because that's not fun. Give, give him a, give him a well, bullet sponge. Well, that's why I mentioned the drone. The, the drone has been notoriously easy to take out in the franchise and it comes in various sizes they're like small ones there's huge ones and i think that's sort of a good swarm thing that's going to be attacking there there are the tank styles so i think there's a good medium and then there's also if you guys i mean nerd bomber alluded to it with the arcade style terminators where it was like three or four shots and they they'd go fall to the ground fall to the ground and and that's why i think the Left 4 Dead style, you treat those like the zombies where it takes a couple shots and you take them out, but then you got your tanks, your brutes, your your what have you. Right. I also, something else I want to mention, you know, I think this game, one thing it does run the risk of, and we talked about this a decent amount recently with things like the Jedi Survivor game and, and the idea of a Cal Kestis Star Wars series is like this sort of like, well, th- this is kind of more like in prequel territory, I guess, of like, you know that when this game ends, considering the time period they've already said this is going to take place in, which is between the Skynet nuclear attack and John Connor, right? You know then that this is ne- like, there's no happy ending to this game. You're in, a, you're in a, a classic Rogue One situation where you almost kind of know the ending. With that in mind, what I want from it is a little bit of a Last of Us situation where it is something that is character driven and happens to take place in the Terminator universe. Example, a dude is trying to find his family. That's it. That's all you need to do. Like it, just take a simple premise like that, that can be very character driven, very story driven. You can well, put no, it in open you can make environment, the whole but... story leading up to sending Arnold to the past. Like you were the team that, that got him sent to the past and that's what kicked off the terminator one well you've reached the water's edge of my terminator knowledge i have a hard time believing they haven't already told that part of the terminator war uh but i could be wrong someone on twitter is certain to correct me on that or tell me that i'm right hopefully the latter that's a that's a reasonable example but i i I think i'm wanting something maybe more more closed in give us a take a page out of the walking dead's book almost to give us sort, sort of an anthology series of Things based on characters where, yes, they're fighting the Terminators, but they're also, like, dealing with surviving in a post-apocalyptic world in the shadow of Skynet. How do people interact in that set of circumstances? You know? I think that could be interesting. You get to play as a robot, right? Hear me out. You get to play as a robot, and you get, like, a vehicle, okay? And in that vehicle, you customize that vehicle. You shoot other robots in that vehicle. There isn't any combat outside of the vehicle. Once you get in the vehicle, that's where all the combat is. That's going to be the game. The previous, for, also for some context. There's a little pirate previous, joke for you if you didn't <laughs> catch it. I did, I did, I did. 
I just didn't know what to say. When I skate over your jokes like that, because I don't know what to say. I don't have anything good to add. You just give it a little, ha ha, um, I see what you did there. I do see what you did there. Ha ha. What? <laughs> yeah, sorry. The most recent Terminator video game came out in 2019. It did not do well. There was also a Terminator game in 2003. Apparently, the track record for Terminator video games is not very good. So this is uh, arguably the developers here are sticking their heads in the lion's mouth. It seems like it should be easy. Again, this is like we're in pirate territory here. It's like, come on. Yeah, I'm starting to think we should design a video game. We probably could. I feel like we could come Positive together takeaway. with a good storyline. I think we would know. I mean, I like to think we have a very good taste in everything. So we already know what's good. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I like to think we have. A, I like to think we have a, the Online Warriors podcast. We have a very good taste in everything. I said that with my pinky up in the air as well. But I think like we have a decent feel for elements that make a game fun. And then we could just find a team of people to develop it for us and then be like, there's not enough triangles, add more. Right. I want to be a boss and I want to play some test footage and be like, pause it and be like, what happened to all the triangles? You know, that's when you know you've made it in the video game world. There's no release date on this. There probably won't be for a while. <laughs> but I think it's worth getting excited about. Like like Tactic and I were saying before, like it's, let's, let's add the episode up here. Let's... Let's consider the fact that this is literally a 26 minute, 26 second long video. There couldn't, nothing really could go wrong in that amount of time. So nothing did. So this is going to be amazing. There might be Terminators in, in Terminator, like robots in boats. Be on, be on the lookout for that. That's Tactics prediction. Is that, tech, is that your prediction? No, absolutely not. I was just ragging on that game still. It'd be pretty cool if there, if there are robots in boats though. But yeah, Skull and Bones, not, not the best looking. It's, it's worth ragging on that one more time. I, I agree with what you did. It's time for What Are You Up To? And I got a I got a fat daddy update here. Let me just start by saying that I watched a movie, I played a game, I read a book. The big three, the holy trinity of the online warriors. What are you up to? Update. So I'm really excited about it. When you go on vacation, you get a lot of spare time to do things that you like relative to regular times. So that's why that's why my situation is what it is right now. The book that I read was called Dead Silence, and it was Ooh. a book that I got from you guys. I took it on vacation. It's my vacation read. This book was exactly what I wanted it to be in the sense that it was Dead Space. I don't understand how she, the author whose name I cannot currently remember, off to look it up, what one of you was talking. There, you could make the argument that she got away with copyright infringement. <laughs> That's like, I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't want to accuse her of anything. But like, if you like look at the cover of that book, it'll give you an idea. If you look at the cover of that book and then look at the cover of Dead Space, the video game, get an idea where things are going. There, there were differences, definitely. But broad strokes, it was very similar. And that's what I wanted. It was a nice light read. I mean, it was scary. It was not like pleasant necessarily, but it was it was light fare. It was, you know, summer blockbuster equivalent of like reading, which was what I wanted. So that was great. The movie I watched which we talked about on the podcast at least a couple times, I think, was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is the movie where Nicolas Cage plays himself. And guys, let me tell you, this was an absolute winner. Everything you've heard about it being amazing is true. I don't know how they pulled it off, but they really did. Pedro Pascal is phenomenal. Nicolas Cage is also phenomenal. This is a must-see when it hit. I mean, it's already rented. You can rent it. We rented it for like $6 on Amazon. It's worth your rental time. It's, I don't want to go so far as to say like movie of the year, but it's like, 
movie of the year that's a big big compliment it's just again it's it's i would say it's in spider-man no way home territory at least in the sense of the ingenuity of it and the idea that they they wrote a movie where he plays himself they got him to to do it and then they got him to buy into it so fully and so clearly You, you can tell from watching it that everyone was so into this and the finished product was really just a, a great time. Uh, very lighthearted. Uh, again, definitely summer blockbuster territory. Not necessarily a thinker of a movie, but there are some meta elements. And it's, you know, if you go into it with the right mindset, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And I did go into it with that mindset. And Nicolas Cage is kind of profiting from the memes of himself now. And I think, I think that's where I want him to be. <laughs> Uh, so that was a movie I, I watched. It was good. And then the game, uh, I mentioned this game a couple weeks ago. I mentioned that I had bought it for, I think it was like three and a half dollars on the Nintendo eShop. It's a game called Dicey Dungeons. And this is one that in particular, I think I'm going to strongly recommend that tactic. You, you, you go out and purchase it. And here's why. You're Pokemon guy. That's it. It's just, it's, it's, it's Pokemon with dice. It's, it's turn-based battles. Which I'm surprised I even like it this much. But I mean, I I got pretty lost in it for a good like... And I'm like, I'm still playing it on a regular basis, but I'm less like addicted to it now. But like, it is addicting. It is addicting turn-based dice battles. A dungeon crawler. A little bit roguelite where you kind of have to... You have to crawl through six levels of dungeon and get to the end. And if you don't get to the end, there's no like safe points or anything. And it's, it's broken down into episodes where each episode has something specific that's different about it. Again, I, and I'll, I'll look it up right now because I don't know how much it costs right now. But when I bought it, it cost $3 or $3 and change. So as a result, you know, I have no choice but to recommend this. Great white fare. You can pick it up, put it down pretty easily in spite of what I just said. I mean, I was at a lake house. Like I was on vacation. I should have been outside. Let's call it what it is. It's currently $15. So the price went way up. But I, mean, uh, you I, I still your think outside. it's worth the fifteen dollars. I did at one point, but then there was a glare, so I went back inside. It's amazing. You play you play as dice for what it's worth, but that's kind of just characterization. You're basically having dice battles. There's not a whole lot I can say about it other than that, and that it's turn based, and that it has a good sense of fun. But yeah, big fan of it. I would strongly recommend checking that out. It's definitely a great vacation game. Also, great on the go game. So that's, that's it for me. And I will turn it over to Nerd Bomber. Take it away. So we no longer are feeding our pretty kitty friend, but I did have a, a pretty busy weekend. As you guys know, we're taking the month of August off for our weddings. Wedding planning is a big deal. There's a lot of like little detail stuff that we're buttoning up. But more importantly, and more fun at least, was my bachelorette party and I took to the seas. I did not learn to be a pirate like illegal, but I did have drinks and listen to fun music while on a tiki shaped boat. So had a blast doing that. And other than that, you know, we finished up the last episode of The Boys. That was, there were pros and there were cons. I feel like they are at risk potentially of retreading and feeling like they're not breaking new ground in the new season that will come up eventually. But it was still a pretty entertaining, action-packed finale. Yeah, the last episode was really, really good. Do not mistake what she's saying. It was fantastic. It was. I just think that we're kind of almost back to square one without giving any spoilers. But I feel like that happens season after season. 
So that's kind of where I am with that, though. It was still a fun watch. We tried to start a new show, Jane the Virgin, and then Tectic shot me down. Sometimes, sometimes I need to speak up and shut it down. That's what I did with Dawson's Creek. It got just too whiny after many seasons of, nobody likes me. We started Jane the Virgin. This was like years ago. We did not get far. It's not good. Like, it's like, we collectively shut that one down. Yeah, it's, I think it thinks it's better than it is. That's, that's what I'll say about it. But I replaced it for something. I'll let Nerd Bomber finish. But yeah, other than that, you know, I, I hung out in the pool. I've been reading a book series. I don't know if it's young adult or not, but it's superhero based. I'm not really sure. It was available at the library while I've been waiting on hold for a bunch of books to come in because I, I do most of my reading lately through like the public library and like the Brooklyn Library little like Libby digital card. And a lot of the super popular books lately are on hold for like 15, 16 weeks. And so I'm being patient and I'm waiting. And in the meantime, I'm just like, whatever pops up on the Libby app, I'm just like, that looks interesting. I will read that. So there's a book series called Renegades that I started. And essentially kind of a world like the boys where the world is run and governed by superheroes and, you know, there's a bunch of like politicking behind, you know, good superheroes, bad supervillains, et cetera, et cetera. Lines are blurry. Things aren't exactly what they appear. People aren't who they appear, so on and so forth. So I'm still in the midst of that read, but it's interesting. It's entertaining. It's basically kind of like watching a light and fluffy marvel movie at this point but in book form and uh i know tactic now is raring to go with his what are you up to so i will turn it over to him yeah so did some stuff around the house nothing too flashy but the main thing i want to talk about i'm going to keep it short and sweet is i needed to find a new show to replace jane the virgin and i picked one that you guys might not guess that i would have picked it's a show on netflix called inventing anna and this is this is actually based on a true story of this woman Anna Russian the Russian lady yeah who basically duped people out of money and like made people like fall for her from like a friendship standpoint as well as like in love with her and it was just this whole thing and it actually reminded me of that Netflix series where that guy was just conning people and kept saying send help they're coming to get me but but it's not that yet. We're we're only a couple episodes in and so far it's 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 very good. I think this is surprising that it has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it's I think it's going to ultimately be good. So stay tuned. We'll let you know how this ride goes. There's only one season out thus far, but I, but I'm enjoying it much better than Jane the Virgin. Much better. There you have it, folks. That's what we've been up to. I did look up who wrote Dead Silence, S.A. Barnes. Shout out to S.A. Barnes. The book is very well reviewed on Amazon too. If you didn't, if you don't believe me, because that's how, that's where I looked to figure out what her name was. Four point two out of five stars. So check it out if you're a fan of sci-fi horror. Speaking of horror, Nerd Bomber has a quiz for us. Is that correct? I do indeed. And this week's quiz is all about the game of ping pong, aka table tennis. And there was actually, I got to be honest, this was a really fun one to put together. There were so many statistics that I wanted to, like numerical statistics that are out there. And it was very hard to pare it down to just five questions, which is our standard. As per usual, 
This is Price is Right style. So whoever can guess the closest to the numerical answer without going over is going to get a point. Best of five. And if necessary, I have a tiebreaker ready to go. Can you give us a little bit of a recap of the standings? Illegal. I can. Yes. So Tactic 8 and 8, Nerd Bomber 8 and 8, Illegal 86, 8 and 9, Steven 101. So essentially, like, I think I said this when we finished the last quiz. I assume you guys didn't do one last week because you we really did not. couldn't. It's like, the, it's like the first half of the year never happened. And I'm, I'm proud of that. We're big into parody here at the Online Warriors podcast. Parody, not, not like pay, P-A-R-O-D-Y, like P-A-R-I-T-Y. But we do like parody as well. Yeah, we're funny. We like, and we like <laughs> humorous parody, definitely. Great. I'm a, I'm a fan of table tennis slash ping pong. I call it ping pong, but I like the term table tennis. They're both alliterative. So I plan on winning this. All right. So I'll start this off with the first question. Tectic will answer first and then go back and forth. Table tennis is governed by the worldwide organization, the International Table Tennis Federation, or the ITTF. In what year was the ITTF founded? The ITTF has been around for quite some time. It's actually been founded in 1942. That's a good guess, but I think it's actually a little bit later because I think this was a post-World War II entering the Cold War. I'm thinking of like my Forrest Gump knowledge because ping pong plays a pretty significant role in Forrest Gump. I'm going to use my plus one early and say 1943. Okay, that was a misuse of your plus one because you both busted. Sucker! So table tennis has actually been around since the early like 1900s, potentially even the late 1800s. They can't get a good feel for exactly when table tennis was first invented. It was 1942. However, the ITTF was founded in 1926. Oh, that, was, that was what I wanted to say. Wanted I didn't to, need but the plus didn't. one. I don't even need it. I win without it. So the ITTF puts in place a bunch of regulations. The next two questions are about regulations that surround the game of table tennis. The first one is obviously, you know, you got to play with a standard ping pong ball. In milligrams, how heavy is the standard ping pong ball according to international rules? 16 milligrams. 17 milligrams. <laughs> Savvy use of the plus one, but also you guys are really far off. So in milligrams... We're talking 2,700. A ping pong ball is full of air. It's a very thin yeah, plastic membrane. I had a membrane. feeling it was on the order of grams, but I just, I wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah. I said I milligrams don't, I don't because understand. it was only 2.7 grams, so I figured out it would make it a little bit more competitive, but you guys thought this thing was like light as air. Yeah, I don't understand milligrams. I'll go on record saying that. I, we both wasted our plus ones. Well, Tactic didn't waste it, but I feel like it was a waste of the plus one. Take your point, sir. So right now, we're at a one-to-nothing game. Another ITTF regulation involves the build of the ping-pong paddle. What percentage of a ping-pong blade must contain natural wood? What is, what is the blade? Blade is the blade. Like the handle and the like core of the paddle. Because as you know, like the, the main like surfaces of the paddle that the ball hits is usually like a foamy material. Tactic, if it makes you feel any better, I don't really understand that either. Have you never seen like the cross section of a ping pong paddle? You've got like your foamy stuff and then the stuff that the foamy stuff is connected to is wood usually or some kind of like synthetic wood, something like is that. Is the handle also part of the blade? I believe so, yes. All right. So I'm going to guess. That's, that's confusing. I'm going to guess 75% of it has to be wood. Oh, it's, it's lower than that. Uh, I'm not going to say one because that seems like cheating. 
So I'll say 10%. Tectic gets this one. 85% of the blade by thickness has to be natural wood. I don't want to play anymore. Well, you still have time to come back. It's two to nothing, but we still have two questions. So you can technically force a tie here and go to sudden death overtime. Technically. 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 So this is a this is a really sleazy. Chris and Will Darnell hold the Guinness record for the longest table tennis rally. How long did they rally in minutes? It's a long time. We're in the well, how many minutes are there in a day? My math skills. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I do the math and then I don't tell you the math. This was 1,800 minutes. I'm going to reverse out your math. So you think they were playing for 30 hours straight. You're insane. You're insane. Yes. It, it, it's, it's a world record. This is 30 minutes. Tectic gets this by nature of going under. They played for 710 minutes, which is an 11 hour, 50 minute session. And this That's was actually neat. achieved they, December twelfth, twenty twenty. So this was fairly recently. Pandemic did wonders for all of us. Let's <laughs> just say that. Look, I accept defeat. Uh, I didn't want to win. I'm I'm playing the long game, like eleven hours long. Now, do you want to What's see if you got swept? Because we do have. One, yeah, I do. One well, it's technically final not a sweep because we both busted, right? That's fair. Yeah. That's true, but I still have pride on the line. Let's do it. A Grand Slam is earned by a player who wins singles crowns at the Olympics, the World Cup, and the World Championships. When was the first Grand Slam completed? This was this was 1972. Uh, I'm going to say 2000 because I think this is another trick and it was very recent. So you have been semi-swept illegal. Jan Ove Waldner of Sweden first completed the Grand Slam at the 1992 Olympic Games. And overall, there have only been 10 people to complete a Grand Slam. Tectic. And I have been one of them. Yeah, Tectic has been one of them. He just Grand Slammed you right out of the arena, the court. I I feel slammed. I feel pretty slammed. I moved to 8 and 10, Tectic to 9 and 8. Nerd Bomber at 8 and 8. I didn't even heavy neck him. There is no heavy necking required. I am now officially the the bottom dog. Technic is the top dog. We're all dogs. That's the most most important thing. I get to play again next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Technic, start getting your quiz hosting hat on. I know it takes you almost a whole week to do. So in the meantime, we will say thank you for listening. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there if you liked what you heard. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, or, you know, just anything on your mind. And uh, have a great week, and we'll let Tectic take us out with a tech tip. So at work today, someone had used the analogy, drinking from the fire hose at both ends, which is very clearly incorrect. You're either drinking from the fire hose or you're burning the candle at both ends. But I'm here to say... Anytime you use an analogy, folks, be sure to mess it up as wonderfully as possible because I enjoyed that. I thought it was fantastic. So that's my tip. Have fun with your analogies and confuse people. Sounds good. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week.